Welcome to this segment of Dr. J's Soapbox entitled Luna's Little Animals Say I Love You. My guest today is the very talented young artist and writer Luna Lupine. Welcome, Luna, to the show. Thank you, Dr. J. <laughs> so, Luna, would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I'm 11 years old, almost 12. I live in Hamburg, Germany, and I have a brother and a sister. I just finished fifth grade at a gymnasium. I'm not sure what that is in English. Um, right. It's a, a, it's a different system uh, from the U.S., so fifth grade would be middle school. But in the U.S., it's not yet differentiated like in Germany, so it's not like some kids go to gymnasium and others to Stadtschule or Gesamtschule or anything like that. Okay, so anyway, what, what should I tell you about? <laughs> okay, so, I don't know, just keep going. Um, why don't you tell us a little more about your normal everyday life, your hobbies, things like that? Well, uh, I like sports, especially swimming, jiu-jitsu, dance... I like hanging out with my friends and going to get ice cream or listening to music, going for a walk, talking, whatever. I like spending time with my family and you're my mom, so I have to say that. <laughs> you don't have to say you like spending time with me. <laughs> I do like spending time with you, actually. You do? Yes. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, and I love playing the drums. All right, yeah, you're pretty good, right? I don't know. <laughs> but what I like the most is writing and drawing or painting, and I have loved telling stories since I was very small. That I can confirm. You used to wake me up in the mornings to tell me your new story idea, even when you were, I don't know, four, five years old. It was important. <laughs> okay, so I, I introduced you as Luna Lupine. Obviously, this is a pseudonym. Would you mind telling the listeners how you came up with the name? I love wolves. They're my favorite animal. And in Latin, wolf is lupus. And I like lupine flowers. So that's how I came up with the last name. You know, from lupus to lupine. And then we were reading this book called The Girl Who Swallowed the Moon. And the main character is called Luna. And I really liked her. Also, Luna means moon in Latin, so I thought that would fit, you know, Luna Lupine. Mm -hmm, I think so too, yes, thank you. By the way, for anyone who might be interested, The Girl Who Swallowed the Moon by Melanie Gideon is definitely a book that we as a family would recommend. But Luna, you are here today to speak to us about your own book, Luna's Little Animals Say I Love You. So first of all, who is your target audience? Who did you write the book for? Well, actually, no one in particular, or I guess myself, because I like doing it, but the book is meant for everybody, kids and adults. I thought it would be a great little present for someone you love, friends, birthdays, also like Valentine's Day or Christmas, like weddings or anniversaries, too. And tell us how and why you started writing the book. Well, it's actually more drawing than writing. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Sorry, so go ahead. Of course, I've always been, like, drawing and painting, but when schools got locked down and you had nothing to do, I guess I just started drawing even more. Right, so you you actually started working on the book in, in the spring of 2020, right? Yep. So I was drawing, and 
I really like drawing animals. I was drawing cats and dogs and lions and wolves. And then after a while, I noticed that some of my animals were looking at each other. So I thought maybe they were in love, or that they at least really liked each other. It looked like that. And then one day, we were on a walk in the woods next to our house. And we found this line of rocks with these different stuff painted on them. And the first rock had the head of a snake on it. And then the other rocks were the body of the snake, but the snake of rocks kept getting longer. So kids from the neighborhood were adding rocks to the snake, and it was supposed to show that people were still in touch, even in corona times. Because we weren't allowed to meet anyone. So kids were talking to each other through these rocks, kind of. Yeah. I like that idea. And I thought I could do something similar with my book. Instead of the snake, I would use my drawings of different animals to make a book that showed love. Of course, I had to draw more animals that, than what I already had. Mm hmm okay. And how did you pick which animals to draw? Well, I wanted the animals to be for all people around the world. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean? Can you, can you explain that maybe a little bit more? It's like I wanted the animals to show love, not just in Germany or in Hamburg, but like everywhere. Like, you know, my grandparents live in America and we couldn't see them and that was hard. So I didn't just miss my friends from here, but also my grandparents in America. And I thought about how everybody was missing everybody and mostly not only in one country. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe the animals in love could make people feel better. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how did you then pick the animals? Well, every country has an animal that represents them. Or at least there's always an animal that is known for the country. Or like, certain animals are only found in certain countries. So I actually looked up what animals lived where. Or if there was a national animal or something like that. Like, I have the Hungarian Vizsla, the red-crowned crane from Korea, or, like, dolphins for Greece, little cows for Hindi. And I also wanted to draw attention to some animals that were endangered or and some are dying out. I thought maybe get people to pay attention to some of those stuff. Like, I do lions for Amharic because they're dying out in Ethiopia. Or like I do monkeys for Bangladesh because they are treated badly as performance monkeys in that country. Mm -hmm. And um, are your animals, are they depicted realistically or did you take any artistic liberties? <laughs> no, I, I do them the way I imagined them. I do them to represent the country. They're very colorful and stuff. And for like example, I have the ants I do for Romania. Well, one of them has high heel shoes and red high heels, and the other one, the pink one, is lifting weights. And I did this because my grandfather was a weightlifting coach in Romania. That's right. He was the national Olympic weightlifting coach. Yes. And so I thought it would be cool if the ants for Romania also lifted weights. <laughs> <laughs> the animals are kind of like showing how I think the languages and I also try to color them friendly and sometimes in the colors of the flags where the languages were spoken. Mm -hmm. And what else is in the book besides these 
Awesome drawings. Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of where you had the idea. <laughs> I had the idea? Was it, was it my idea? Kind of. Well, you told me that there were all these different alphabets. <laughs> you were asking me. Whatever. <laughs> we started talking about languages. Languages with Dr. J. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? Language and culture with Dr. J. <laughs> so, you told me there were all these different ways of writing. That's right. And then I actually got interested because, like, Greek is written differently. And Chinese is completely different. Like, there are these hundred different ways of writing and hundred different alphabets. And over, like, 6,000 different languages around the world. That's right. And that was so cool. And, um, okay, so go on. So we then had to pick not only the animals and the countries, but also the languages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it all kind of just like, happened. It just kind of started fitting after a while. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and then so how is your book set up? I decided the animals would say I love you in different languages, depending on where they were from. And I ended up picking 24 languages and matching the languages with countries and then the animals. Mm -hmm. Can you give us an example? Okay. Um, for Japanese, for example, I drew koi fish, these colorful catfish with long whiskers. Mm -hmm. Because you can often find them in Japanese ponds and they're the symbol of friendship and love in Japan, so... That fits to my love book. <laughs> and so on one side I had the animal, and on the other side I wrote, I love you in Japanese. And I actually had to draw this too because I couldn't just write it by computer. Right, so you drew the Japanese characters. Yes, I did. <laughs> and what other languages did you have to actually draw? Chinese, Arabic, Farsi, Amharic, Bengali, Korean... Uh, Armenian, Hebrew, Russian, Georgian, Hindi. <laughs> okay, so there are, there are many, right? And I also wrote how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and how do you pronounce it, for example? In... What, the Japanese? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, there are different ways of saying it. The one I picked is Ishite Mazu. I hope I said that right. Okay. Um, was that the most difficult? Was the Japanese the most difficult? No, I think Chinese was the difficultest. The difficultest, the most difficult. The most difficult. Yeah. Okay. Can you say it in Chinese? Well, it's really hard because if you pronounce one little thing wrong or put the accent somewhere else, it can mean something completely different. But I'll try. Wuani. Um, okay. Okay. I, I, I don't speak Chinese. I'm not sure if that's right. Is it Wuani or Wuani? That's so difficult to change. Yeah, yeah you okay. can. Okay. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And which one was the most uh, fun to pronounce? Je of course. <laughs> okay. Oui, oui. <laughs> okay, so for the listeners, um, your book has lots of drawings of animals from different countries, and I love you in 24 different languages and alphabets. Is that right? There are 24 different alphabets. I love you in 24 different languages. But, like, many of the languages are, like, use the Roman alphabet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there are the other alphabets I use as well, like the Hebrew alphabet, the Greek alphabet, or the Armenian, or the 
Arabic alphabet, the Bengali alphabet, acrylic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. I also included Braille, which is a system of raised dots that blind people read. I spoke to the Homburg School for the Blind to get this. Well, mm -hmm. There's a different system for English and for German, and I got both. <laughs> okay, you, you, you spoke to a bunch of people. Yeah, I had to call the university a few times, different <laughs> organizations and schools. Mm -hmm. And you bugged our friends. <laughs> yeah, friends and grandparents and godparents and people you know from around the world. A bunch of people helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's my book. Mm, and actually, there are two versions of your book. Could you yeah. say something about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's correct. At first it was just the drawings and I love you in different languages but with the pronunciations and so on. And you helped me put this together in a book with a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we got this other friend of yours to do all our other books because we've been writing other books as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My brother wrote a book, and my sister, and you have a few books out. <laughs> so he said we needed someone who actually knew what they were doing. And so we got this other friend of yours. She's actually a professional graphic artist. That's right, that's right. Her name is Claudia Bode, and she truly is awesome. Thank you, Claudia, <laughs> for all your help and for your awesome work. Exactly. So Claudia did all these other books for us and thought that my drawings in the love book were really good and that they weren't emphasized enough in the first version. Right, she didn't, she didn't uh, like how <laughs> I did it enough. <laughs> so she said she would help me do it again. And then I thought, well, since we were redoing it, thought it would be really cool to add a little bit about all the stuff I learned, about the animals, about my experience collecting all the information for the book. So then we added fun facts and about the languages and the animals and little stories about me and how I wrote the book or like why the language is important to me, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what would you say is the most important thing you learned while doing the book? Well, I had to really look into different countries. For example, I looked up the flags or where the languages were spoken, and sometimes it's several flags because the language is spoken in many different countries. Mm -hmm. But the colors of the flag or the way the flag looks is kind of part of my drawing. Like the South Korean flag has these cool little lines on the sides. This is kind of jing and yang, half squiggly circles. I, I try to put them into my drawing, like in the background. Or for example, the Georgian flag has these crosses on them. So I have these crosses and my wolves are kind of like coming out of the red part in the middle of the page. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I guess you learned a lot about the animals as well. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Can you give us an example of that as well? Well, like I included Hebrew, which is, by the way, written from right to left. And the animal I picked is the mountain gazelle, because mountain gazelles in Israel, both the girl and the boy gazelles, have horns. 
think that's cool because why should the girls not have horns or antlers? Then they can protect themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, anything else? Well, like I learned that there were 500 million people who speak Spanish in the world. It's mm -hmm. so amazing. 500 million people. I can't even really imagine that number. So many people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. In school, it's like you learn that they speak Spanish in Spain and like Mexico, but there are also so many other places where you can speak Spanish, like Argentina and Guatemala or Venezuela. And it's a really cool language. It has a letter for every sound, so it's easy to pronounce. So you read it and say it the way it's written. Mm -hmm. It's a phonetic language. Yeah, it's a phonetic language. It's cool. Okay. What's your favorite um what's your favorite fun fact that you added? Maybe that Hindi, by the way, four hundred twenty five million people speak Hindi. Mm -hmm. It's crazy too. But one thing that I thought was really awesome was that there are seven different ways of saying I love you in Hindi. Depends on whether you are saying I love you to a friend or someone from your family, or like your boyfriend. Depending on the type of love, there's different ways of saying I love you. Like if you want to kiss someone, or if it's your first date, or you're about to marry them. It's really awesome because it's true, you know what I mean. It's like, we say I love you, but actually, you hurt. There are different ways we feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do, I do. Mm. Okay, so would you mind maybe sharing one of the stories that you included as well? Okay. Maybe like about the sign language? Mm. Okay. Yeah, so in the book I kind of say how I picked the sign language and why. And it's because we have this walk that we do with you as a family. It's a really long walk that we take in Ottensen. We go from Altena. Right, so these are Ottensen and Altona, and these are different neighborhoods or parts of town in Hamburg. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one of our favorite ones. <laughs> yeah. So we go from Altona all the way to Jenisch Park and back, and on the way we go by the center for the hearing impaired. Mm -hmm. And one time we went in the evening and I saw these lights coming out of the building. And then we went and asked if it was a party they were having. And the music was put in different colored lights. So the hearing impaired could also dance to it. I thought that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what animal did you draw for the hearing impaired? The octopus, because they can't hear either. And they have eight hands to sign with. <laughs> and they have three hearts. Okay. So thank you. Thank you, Luna. Uh, thank you so much for your answers. You did awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so maybe one, one last question. What's in store for Luna Lupine? What are you what are you working on right now? Die Vela von Transylvanien. <laughs> Would you tell us a little bit about it? It's about these kids who get lost in the woods of Transylvania. It has nothing to do with these monsters or anything. Mm -hmm. But it's how they survive there. Yeah. 
Okay, so that, that'll be a full-size novel. Exactly, that will be full-sized. Okay. I'm still working on it. <laughs> well, I wish you continued success. And thank you. Thank you, thank you for coming to speak with me. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Please buy my book. <laughs> Can I do your outro? What? Your end. For, to, the, to, the, to the episode? Yes. Uh, okay, if you... Yeah, try it. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. This is Dr. J and Luna Lupian signing out. <laughs> Goodbye. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Luna. Thank you. Bye.